Oh my god! We talked about eating pussy a lot on the episode that Cole was on. Welcome to. I can't participate in this. (laughs) Welcome to Dunstan Checks Men. The best podcast breaking down the 1996 eight film Dunstan Checks In minute by minute and pairing each of those minutes with another feature film. Hello, I'm Lord Andrew. I'm Emily Monkeytown. And we are joined today for minute 36 by a special guest. Would you like to introduce yourself? Sure. I am Banana Peel Alex. <laughs> That's I great. That's fantastic. <laughs> uh, all right, should we jump into the minute? Well, sure. We're, what is this, minute 36? Yes. The old 36. There it is. <laughs> uh, so, Alex, you did choose uh, the film. I did. That is paired with this minute for us. Are you making us. me like, confirm that on air so you have it on the record? <laughs> that, that you have done mistake? this to <laughs> us. Uh, it's Bye Bye Birdie, but not just any old version. The 1994. Five? Yeah, that's correct. Yes. Version? I was trying to tie it with the film because it's yeah, the well, same actor. Well, we'll get to that in a moment. Okay. I was going to say an historic first TV movie, but then I remembered, no, this is not our first TV movie because we did You Lucky Dog before. Yeah, we for sure did. <laughs> and I, Punks, I think, I was maybe gonna, also a TV movie. There was something else that was definitely a TV <laughs> we movie. We several TV movies. Yeah. Our first musical, maybe? Ooh, did that's I get it? Have possible. we done a musical? I don't think we have done a musical before. <gasps> Yay. Well, then I wish I had picked the original version for you for the quality, but... Uh... Great, great. I will tell you also, I this was the first time I've ever seen any version of Bye Bye Birdie oh, okay. in my life. This is my introduction to Bye Bye Birdie. It's fun. I, I'll tell you... It's one of my favorites, but it's definitely a different version watching it as an adult. Mm. I tell you, I didn't hate it. I know. Andrew's bringing a lot of negative energy to this. I kind of like. it. Do we want to talk about it now? Before we even get into the minute? Oh, we can talk about the minute first. We usually we usually talk about it whenever... So whoever picks the minute, in this case, you. Me. When we get to the point in the minute that you feel most relates to Bye Bye Birdie, that's when we'll start talking about Bye Bye Birdie. Jason Alexander is laying in a bed. Okay, so we'll wait till we get to that point in the minute. Okay. okay. So the minute does start... <laughs> the minute does start with Dunstan eating the camera. That's, it does. That's yeah. the first thing we see. We, we open on four in this minute. Yeah. Which uh, I assume tied into the last minute. Well, of course. <laughs> Hopefully each minute does tie into the last and next one. But you'll find with Dunstan checks in, that's not always the case. Uh, but there was, uh, this camera was set up to catch Dunstan uh, in the act of existing. Like no yeah. one believes that Dunstan... It was that to Dunst- prove that there was a, uh, as an, an Kyle calls it, a gorilla in the hotel. As yeah. we all know, he's an orangutan, not a gorilla. Uh, but we see that Dunstan does something to the camera and it is in the film shown as eating that brings it right up to his mouth well you say eating he didn't eat that whole camcorder making, he just put his mouth on the lens making out with yeah he kissed it he, he just he's, he's, love well to. they definitely have a sound effect that is like Nyom. and that's that's an eating sound okay but picture eating a camcorder there would be a significant crunch I well and also this movie just do, I think it doesn't understand what Hi, camcorders this, are I'm Emily's alter ego my name is significant crunch <laughs> um so then we then we see that Kyle is asleep on the couch. Yes. So, he has fallen asleep watching a movie just as his father suggested in the previous minute. Mm-hmm. How convenient. Yeah. Uh, but who who's there watching over Kyle but Dunstan, who mm-hmm. now is eating a banana. Yes. Emily, you had pointed out that the food spread was not solely bananas. I previously pointed out that um, uh, Kyle, like a good uh, orangutan keeper, put out a spread that included many different fruits and vegetables and leafy greens. Uh, and he didn't do the classic kid thing of assuming the the ape just eats bananas. Just 500 bananas. Yeah. That's smart. I appreciate uh, but, that. But yeah. now Dunstan is eating a banana. Dunstan is eating a banana. This Which is sort is... of, you know, this 
Sorry. My, no, I was just going to say this is where my name stems from as well. Yeah. Banana peel. From <laughs> there this you go. Tied it into yeah. the minute. Yeah. Great. Um, I I, did, so wait, is banana peel in your name of a, a, a verb and not, not a thing? Is it banana peel? Well, see, that's where it's kind of a conundrum because oh. you have banana peel, you have the banana peel, and then you have me being a dumb and slipping on the banana peel. <laughs> and then you also have the banana peel, which is the appeal of a banana. <laughs> I call bananas bananas sometimes. <laughs> I do that too. I don't know why I get out of so disappointed because I also do that. That's right up there with patat instead of potato. Oh, that's you got to get some patats. That's a lot of fun. So I have some banana appeal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> title of my sex team. <laughs> <laughs> uh so but also i'd like to point out i believe the uh uh the the actor samson which yes. is the, that is the, the animal actor the yes. animal actor playing dunstan hey, we're all animal actors at the end of the day aren't we oh you got to do that to me don't you <laughs> uh but the animal actor i believe is not eating the banana uh that's fair yeah <laughs> I, I don't I don't know what exactly if if that was he has a spit bucket like human actors often do. Well, because it looked like he took a part of it into his mouth, yeah. but then held another like kept holding it separate with the peel. Yeah, it, it didn't seem like there was an actual eating. Was going there on not there. enough crunch for you? A significant, <laughs> significant. Of crunch. There it is. I'm here to ensure that there was proper crunch. <laughs> Dunstan does not meet my standards, unfortunately. Uh, but then Dunstan, I guess, grows tired of Kyle because the next thing we see is that. He is well, there's not enough cuddle space on the couch. Well, well, I I think we should have our our theories about what Dunstan is looking for when he comes to Mr. Grant. Okay. Uh, so he goes over to Mr. Grant. I think it's fairly obvious what he's looking for. <laughs> he he taps on him. Yeah. Right. And uh, doesn't Mr. Grant doesn't even look over. He says, yeah. "Kyle, go to sleep." Doesn't open his eyes even. Yeah. Uh, Dunstan taps some more, and then uh, he he says, "Mr. Grant says, all right, all right." Uh, and Dunstan strikes like a thinking pose. Do you notice this? That he puts he puts paw to bottom of chin and holds. Yeah, and it's very it's very interesting. That is definitely a thinking. A quote and he looks he looks up pose. as well. There's yeah. a That's there's true. a lot going on That's there. That's like a cartoon thinking, like exaggeratedly thinking. Yeah, this is where Mr. Grant rolls over and says, uh, uh, "Sleep. You can sleep with me tonight if you're still scared." So he's, he yeah. believes this is Kyle. Yeah. Uh, Dunstan gets into bed. Well. With Mr. We Grant. have Jason I was in her bed. Is is this not where we wanted to talk about Bye Bye Birdie? Oh yes, that's my cue. <laughs> okay. So Jason Alexander is also in Bye Bye Birdie connection. Yeah. Lazy connection, but I'm taking it. Well, I mean, it's it's. I'll take it as a solid connection. I think it's very connected, and I'll tell you why. Oh. I have complained multiple times on this podcast about how terrible Jason Alexander's suits are in this movie. And how I say he looks best in this movie when he's just in his pajamas because it's at least like appropriate for what he's doing, which is sleeping. Right. Whereas the suits always like they're just too loose; they look like shit. He's got some nice suits in Bye Bye Birdie. He, he looks, looks good in yes. Bye Bye Birdie. He looks damn good. Where you're oh, you're shocked and you don't connect that that's Jason Alexander that you know now. Yeah. Especially because, like, Jason Alexander, as I've all, we've all talked about on this podcast, he tends to play uh, losers. Not mm. just losers, but, like, schlubby losers. Because he's kind of a loser in Bye Bye Birdie, but he, he's not, like, schlubby. But he gets it together. Yeah. Spoilers. Yeah, I mean, spoilers. kind of. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> you really like, did hate this, didn't you? Just Bye Bye Birdie feels like it belongs to a different time, and even that time feels like it belongs to a different time. Sure. Like, it feels twice removed. Well, it's very, it's a nostalgia-heavy piece. And yeah. it's nostalgia for nostalgia. Yeah. Because it's the 95 version, 
which is kind of like, oh, remember this, which you remember from that. Yeah. It's yeah. it's twice removed, and that to me just really doesn't work. I'll tell you, I literally, I had no idea what my birdie was even about going into this. I had zero information. So I guess if people don't know, it's inspired by Elvis's story. Okay. Which I hope is pretty obvious. Yeah. Uh, so Elvis was supposed to become a hit, and right before he did, he was sent to the army. Mm-hmm. And then after he came back, he did the Ed Sullivan show, which was the show to be on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But when they filmed him, they were they refused to film his waist. Because he was too because, erotic. Yes, he's yeah. very erotic. Mm-hmm. So they uh, filmed up <laughs> above. And that is the inspiration for Bye Bye Birdie. Mm-hmm. They, they, I, I had read this over and over again online. They uh, took the name inspiration from another uh, uh, hit singer at the time, Conway Twitty. So tw- Twitty to Birdie. Yeah. Is like because yeah. uh, he's Conrad Birdie, right? Yes. Yeah, which yeah. is about as lazy a connection as oh, the same actors in both films. <laughs> sure. <laughs> hey, but it'll, it's it'll. Excuse me, you need to talk now because I have throat issues. Oh God. Uh, but I just I I I think the 1950 stuff just really didn't uh, hit for me. Yeah. The when when we meet uh, Jason Alexander. Uh, it's like he he's already at the you know he's down and out he's like well I'm screwed he's telling his secretary like oh I'm I've I've lost my top client I, I was unsure what was go- how he was a client was he his agent was yeah, that what I he was because he he wrote his songs as well it seemed like he worked for the record company which right. from what I understand the music industry back in the day was more like that it was just top down the record company produced everything for the for the but was he but al al may what was it al may lou is his record company okay yeah and he put all this money so it's almost like you guarantee i'm gonna give you emily as a singer fifty thousand dollars you're gonna write a hit i'm gonna get my money back Uh uh-huh so i'm guaranteeing now if something happens to emily if emily goes off to war apparently yeah uh i just lose out on that money because that was my contract, and I didn't get the hit song to get my money back. Yeah. Yeah. So he's telling his secretary this, and his secretary is like, well, I guess I'm quitting. And then you yeah. find out that she was she's in love with him? They're, like just, they're it all actively, happens they're in actively th- dating. three actively minutes. Dating. I don't think that's just that she's like in love with him. I think she wants to get married and, right. and, and have a normal life where, where he's a teacher. Right. So they're actively dating, and what it seems like or the implication is that he was meant to be an English teacher promised he was going to be an English teacher did this to make a quick buck and then 10 years later is still trying to make that quick you buck. know when you make it when you make a company to make a quick buck it's that's all, that's yeah, how it works it is funny it's like dreaming of leaving the the, the like shitty low-down world of, of record producing to, to be the glamorous world of teaching right is a very strange angle I giggled when they're like an English teacher and in my head I'm like oh my husband has an English degree and does nothing <laughs> I well I also thought um uh I don't know, Emily. Are you a fan of musicals? How? Do, where yeah. do you stand? Okay. Uh, I I when you know when they started singing that song about him being an English teacher, I I was sitting there going, "Is this song called English Teacher?" And y- yes, yes, it, it is. is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I was like, "What a strange!" I just couldn't. I don't know. I can't wrap my head around this musical. It's, but being in the fifties, being a teacher was a big deal. I guess. So you have to keep in mind the era. I did not come here ready to fully defend this, but I'm like, I, oh, well, yeah. uh, and then who plays the secretary? I'm, I'm with you. Um, I did like Vanessa this. Williams. Vanessa well, Williams. We, there's something awkward to talk about. We there. Yes. definitely there's need to talk yes. about bad going on. Well, in we this need to talk about two different things. One like, of them is awkward and bad, and the other not, one is just dumb. Should not have happened in the '90s. Let's be clear. Yeah. That by the '90s, they should have known better. So Vanessa Williams is in this film, uh, a, a black woman who has there's been some kind of skin lightening makeup applied to her so that she can play. A Latinx woman? Yes. yes. 
Now, okay, I mean, that's that's bad. Like, I don't need to explain why that's bad, right? <laughs> no, yeah, that's like, bad. Let's let's okay. let's go back to. I don't okay. think we have any new thoughts on why that is bad, but we need to acknowledge that that's bad. Let's talk about some other things. So, in the original um, uh, uh, play, the Broadway play yes. version, whatever, it was wasn't it Re- uh, Rita Moreno. I believe so. Rita Moreno. Yeah. So an actual uh, Latina woman, like, yeah. and then when they did the 1960 film version, they cut all that stuff, and it was just Janet Lee. That's weird. And her last name was changed so that so it would not even. Yeah. And it's also whitewashed her. It's also weird that they whitewashed Vanessa Williams because she's definitely wearing some like whitening makeup. Yeah. The, so the and there are there are dark skinned Latina people. Well, yeah, and then I mean, and I don't know why Vanessa different. Williams doesn't have any Latina background. No, no. I, I looked I, at that I looked as it up. well. <laughs> I was like, oh no, uh-huh. yeah. I mean, and she was Miss America. That's correct. And yeah. now but, she's with Costanza. She lost her, there was, she lost her Miss there America was controversy. Title. Oh, Miss I know America. the controversy, yeah. but yeah. I still think she won. She also the Miss <laughs> America won. did eventually apologize and and retroactively say, now you are Miss America because yeah. they fucked her over for being black. They, yeah. Well, and it was a, it was a, uh, we have nudie pics of you and but, we're going to release them. Right. And it was, but that yeah. was their excuse for them to fuck Multiple yeah. previous yeah. Miss yeah. Americas had had nudie pics because apparently that's what you do. You win a crown, you get naked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, but then beyond, yeah, it's just weird that I, to me, I'm like, I don't believe this couple instantly. <laughs> I just instantly <laughs> was like, this is some bullshit. This is some 1950s bullshit. Yeah. No, I, that's where I'm, it's hard because in the first original movie, I kind of get it in just the sense of, okay, in the 60s when that film came out, they did whitewash pretty much everybody. Yeah. So I can forgive it a little more. And then I look at the 90s one, I'm like, okay, here's where I'm torn because Vanessa Williams is talented as fuck. She's very good. Yeah, she's, she's incredible. <laughs> t- singing, top, yeah. top performer yeah. in this film. Yeah. So I want her to have that role. And in the 90s, be, being a strong black woman and being on TV wasn't common. Yeah. So giving her that opportunity, I also want to be like, yes, you go, girl. Yeah. But then I'm like, uh, but. Yeah. <laughs> We're having a one race, play another race, and it gets a little dicey. And yeah, yeah, and then um, they it's did keep great. they did keep that. Uh, uh, what's his name in the dang movie? Costanza. What's Jason Alexander's character's name? Oh yes. Oh my gosh, how did I just lose it? Don't look at me. <laughs> his well, his mom Richie. is. His mom is racist Albert. in the movie. Like that's yeah, because Al, 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 Al Ma, Ma, Lou. Lou. Yes, yeah. wasn't it May? Is Ma's yes. name is yes. May? Yeah, yeah. And, then and Lou, Lou was the dog. dog. Yeah. That was a good reveal. <laughs> that, that I like a good reveal. I like that joke. Um, yeah, his mom's wicked racist, and like he sides with her at one point, and it's like you shouldn't go back to him. And also, <laughs> it is it is explicitly said that his character is thirty nine years old, right? And he's 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 stuck with this bad mom. I don't know. I feel like yeah. kick the mom to the curve. I mean, this, I feel like that's a trope. I'm, in I'm gonna have some notes. Yeah, mama's boys. I, see, that's, I, that's a classic that, mama's boy trope. See, but that trope to me makes sense when they live together, when something happens where they have to stay together the temporarily. Situation. This is like the mom was chasing him. <laughs> like he. Couldn't... I think that's fairly common too. What was the? Uh, there's a John Candy movie where uh, the John Candy's mom is forcing her way into his life. Ooh. Is it? Nope, I can't. I can't. I can't even think of it. I can't, I can't either. Either. I'm sorry. 
I'm sorry that I brought it up. I apologize. Thanks that was a, a lot, mistake. Emily. <laughs> <laughs> Great. I'm sorry. <laughs> Good content. Throw Mama from the train. Isn't that also kind of a similar? That was a big thing in the 90s is all I'm saying. He lived with her, though. Mothers well, were chasing again, their sons in the this 90s. This was written, let's remember, this is from the 50s and 60s. Yeah, this that doesn't mean I have to like it. Here's the thing. <laughs> I, but here's the thing. I don't even think we need that defense. I'm like in the in the 90s, like that was a huge trope was overbearing mothers. Well, in my life right now, I mean, what? <laughs> well, and then she gets her own song towards the end of the film, and that song goes on and on and on and on. Now, that was a big thing in musicals, too, though, because even in Gypsy, oh, Overbearing Mother. Uh, Gypsy. Overbearing Mother, <laughs> and, just, and the, right there in the name, uh, unfortunate racial right. connotations. Um, in Gypsy, she has a whole song about everything coming up roses and she sings about herself being you know rose and it's mm. finally her time and she's been taking care of her kids but she's been for same thing she's been forcing and forcing and forcing on her kids and when they finally turn on her she has her moment so that is a common trope that seems to keep coming up the racist thing is something yeah. so much also, I, this is just a little fun trivia fact that's unrelated i can't remember if it's her or if it's um uh, the other mom the the teen girl's mom but one of them uh, was like a was used to live performance and uh, for when you're shooting for TV you lip sync you're you still sing the track but you lip sync to it and she didn't like that so she was just really singing while everybody else was lip syncing that that was <laughs> the ma that really was funny to yeah me. that was his mother yeah yeah because um, she was in Spider-Man Homecoming. I thought you were gonna say turn off the dark. <laughs> <laughs> no, she was in Spider-Man Homecoming. Interesting. That was. That She's was uh, the woman who who told Michael Keaton he couldn't fix the city. She's also the mom in Grey's Anatomy. She's Derek Shepard's oh, mom. God's sake. <laughs> she's, a, she's a talented singer. I'll say that. And she was in um, that that oh my gosh the Law Show that suddenly has skipped my brain. Yeah, whatever that was called. White yes. collar. Judge Crossing Amy. That's probably Judging it. Judging Amy. Judging Amy. That's, Judging Amy. Yeah, there it That's is. That's for sure a show. You cross Amy, you com- judge Amy. <laughs> and then you chase Amy. There <laughs> it is. The trilogy was yeah. already completed. I thought it still needed that conclusion. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> it's also weird to see... It's yep. weird to see Jason Alexander be display a talent other than acting. Do you know what I mean? Yes. I think because he's always playing losers. Like it's very, It's very weird to think that theoretically George Costanza is a phenomenal singer. Yes, it's it's right? hard to think that George Costanza, George Costanza is a functional person yeah. in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, 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 this this movie was kind of a trip to watch because it, it it felt so much to me like this character in Bye Bye Birdie, just in terms of like how his look, how he pulls himself together, how he carries himself. It seems like the idealized version of Robert Grant, his character in Dunstan Checks It. Mm. That's why I feel that you were very correct to choose oh, this <laughs> but you and i are always 90 percent the same that's true so. we have a tendency to agree with each other <laughs> now what okay so the the part of this film's narrative is that birdie the man himself yeah is a shithead yes, yes. <laughs> that's like the movie does put that out uh-huh. i do like that uh singing sequence where uh both vanessa williams and jason alexander tell completely opposite stories about how they birdie was discovered yeah. yes that, that i thought fun. was really fun there's a lot of fun I, I really like the songs when they're singing together when they're like working the press and doing stuff like that those are always fun it mm-hmm. shows where their talent is and it shows how they've this has existed for so long because in the beginning you're kind of like well how has he even made it to get conrad birdie yeah but that I feel like that scene is the moment of, okay, I understand how and why there's a business yeah. and how it's made it to the point it has. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
and then uh, see there's a couple of scenes that I really want to talk about just because they're buck wild mm-hmm. yeah. uh, what is the deal with okay so of course they got to go through the thing where something goes wrong and then everyone's all separate and not talking to each other when Vanessa Williams character is at the bar Her and orgy. then dances with the lodge men orgy th- right it's an orgy is that what that's supposed to imply I'm like 90% sure it's an orgy she goes under the table. You both said that, and then you both looked at me as if we need as some. if you need a third vote to confirm <laughs> that it's an orgy. Orgy. <laughs> we, Much I don't... like in real life, you need at least a third vote. <laughs> to because that's she goes under the table, and then yeah. each of the men have a strong reaction before getting pulled under or trying to run away, and then pulled under anyway. Right. Yeah. It's... And then like she does. She, she does a whole. Well, the phrasing. Well, no, she does. <laughs> no, correct. She, she kind of does like a handstand in the guy's lap and then goes like down. Down slow, between his really legs. Really slowly. Yeah. Really, really slowly. Yeah. So I t- and that scene goes on for 15 minutes. So it's, it is a long scene, but it's also the first moment you really get to see her dancing skills. Well, because sure. Because to yeah. do the splits and have a bunch of people just pass your body across the table is really fucking impressive. Yeah. I can barely do the splits and then stand up and walk afterwards. <laughs> and this bitch is going to do that, glide across the table, and then dance. So the talent there is incredible. Yeah. But the implication is definitely she just banged a shit ton of dudes in a in a lodge. I don't and now she's good to go back and get I'm, married. I'm, I'm ready to speak. Do <laughs> <laughs> you prepare to say I'm ready to speak on this matter. <laughs> Great. I don't think it was an orgy. I think she was I think she was uh doing an act that we all know referred to as teasing. And I don't mean schoolyard teasing, I mean teasing in the sexual connotation. <laughs> I think at most, and I'm sorry I I'm sorry, I feel I already feel bad about saying the thing I said during the pre-show. <laughs> I think at most oh <laughs> she was edging them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you don't uh, think there's any P to V action? <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. I, I think there might have been some M to P action. No, I don't even think there was M to P. I don't think there was B to P either. <laughs> we're just <laughs> we're just getting everything out there. I don't I, know. Some mm, of I think there was some P to P. I think there could have been P to P. P to P. Wait. Okay, P to P, I can see. Yes. <laughs> and for those wondering what P to P is, it's where you take a pita. <laughs> anyway, yeah, that part is pr- pretty wild to me. Uh, I feel like we have gotten dirtier than the coal episode. No, but we just we just have been using the words. We've just been dressing it up. All the, initials. <laughs> the coal episode got pretty explicit. Because the, uh, the other thing that I think is pretty crazy is is tied into the ending mm-hmm. which apparently is in the original broadway version not in the 1960 film version but then it is in the kind of in the 95 version this one is more similar to the broadway version yes. which is also why i'm a fan of it yeah i could i could see that, that. to be i feel like the thing with tv adaptations because mm-hmm. you, you they tend to go a little longer than a movie adaptation yes and they of... try to stay a little closer to yeah. plus in the 90s they could do more on tv yeah right uh the, there's a whole sequence where Birdie Birdie is meant to kiss one uh, high school girl for the purpose of rejuvenating his song, whatever. Right. It's just a press of just a publicity stunt. Yeah. Basically. And so he he stays with the family of this girl, and yeah. then at one point, uh, the boyfriend gets mad, and uh, she runs off with Birdie. Mm-hmm. Uh, they go to the ice house. We haven't talked about her at all. She's like a major character in the story. Oh, yeah. 
Kimmy. Yeah. 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 She, I mean, at the at the time it was like, uh, uh, she's supposed to be playing, what, 14, 15, 16? She's clearly like. There's a whole song no, she, about it. She, she's 17. Oh, okay. She, I, she does a whole song about being a woman at 17. Yeah. There it is. Uh and so it's it's uh, the actress I I read. She is a singer. She was like twenty six or twenty eight at the time, yeah. playing a seventeen year old. Not that unusual. Uh, but then, uh, Bertie takes her to the ice house to do more than kiss. Yeah. Right. Uh, and so when the yeah when the angry townsfolk get there, they have him arrested for attempted rape. Right. Yeah. Which is like holy shit. And then. Uh, Jason Alexander breaks him out of jail. Yeah, I think he bribes his way out of jail. Or he uses he he does the thing where he pays the bail and then he's gonna skip town. I mean, this is not good. No, but that that was common at the time. Like I mean, like a Jerry common Lee Lewis. Now, let's be real I mean, here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I would say in the fifties too, with him going off to the military, a lot of times they would let them out if they had to turn around and report for duty. Mm. That was a big thing because. Yeah. People used to get in trouble for fucking up right before they'd have to report for duty in hopes of not, not having, having to, to go. Yeah. And so it, they were really big on, okay, we're going to let you go, but you better end up where you say you're going. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I believe that is the, the goal. So then Jason Alexander gets him and his mom onto the train out of town. Right before Throw his mom, mom tries up. to get run over by the train. On a train. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she does lay there, and both Bertie and uh, uh, what's Conrad. Albert look at each other. Well, because like, this is like the third time that she has threatened to kill herself, and they they're considering leaving she, her. Like, like he just watches her put her head in the oven, and she's in there for like a minute before he just walks away and says it's electric. <laughs> That's a good goof, I thought. Yeah, because <laughs> she has to use the gas stove. And, yeah. Yes. Uh, but then they they stop her. They get her on the train. And then I'm thinking, I'm in the clear. This movie's over. There's a whole other song. Because you have to have a finale song. I know people don't understand that because they watch Frozen, which has no finale song. Don't get me. That's my whole I mean, I won't defend that to you. (laughs) It drives me up a wall. But musicals have to have a finale song. And everything has to get wrapped up. Yes. But I was just tired. That was just also why I enjoy the song Bat Dance because I love that Prince was like, I know this is not a musical, but I'm going to do a finale song (laughs) for this Batman movie that they let me write the soundtrack for. You're not wrong. That's a (laughs) that's a a jam. I'm gonna get you on board for finale songs. Well, but see, in in this case, I felt like it so wasn't needed. Like it just was so. It it is because it's a musical. It was a hat on a hat. It was like too. It was too deep. You end with a song, yeah, and the ending song wraps everything up in a nice little bow and hands it to the audience. Like, here's everything <sighs> that's about to happen. They're gonna get married, and and he's got a job, and they're gonna be happy together. And now you don't have to like worry about the next step for them. I guess. Uh, I just didn't. I'm. I'm sorry. You weren't invested I enough. I didn't enjoy this film <laughs> that much. I enjoyed it. I liked it. Thank you, Emily. <laughs> it was a rough ride. It was real. George once there. Hey, who doesn't love to see Norm? Oh yeah! See now that that was a I was very surprised pleasantly, yeah. and he's barely in it. Yeah. Uh, and then he he's so excited to meet Ed Sullivan, and we don't even get an Ed Sullivan lookalike. No, I love that we don't get an Ed Sullivan lookalike. I need the Ed Sullivan lookalike. <laughs> when I watch these dumb bullshit 1950s nostalgia things, I want to see the guy that they think looks like Dick Clark. I want to see their fake ass Elvis because that to me is well, you got funny. Got fake Elvis. Ass Elvis. I, well, yeah, sure, but I'm talking about like uh, Walk the Line. 
You sure. ever see, yeah, the it, whole movie was a fake ass Elvis. Well, uh, no, you're talking. Um, walk hard is the fake ass Elvis one. Walk the line is the walk line. Yeah, walk the line is the. Oh no, Johnny Cash. Yeah, fake Cash. ass Johnny. It is Cash. Johnny Cash, but then in it, Elvis appears, oh, and okay. I literally looked at. I could tell what they were doing, and I had to say out loud, "Is that fucking Elvis?" Because it was Elvis in that film? a no, like some MTV star at the time. <laughs> it was so bad, but that's what I enjoy. That's what you're looking for. That's what I need. See, but it wasn't what about did, him. What did they think? 1995, <laughs> fake Ed Sullivan look like that's what i needed i do like because people just tend to look different in different times right so yeah. i like like trying to fill the need of 50s man in the 90s that is kind of fun yeah i just always love when they do those flashbacks and then you look like compare the pictures like oh they made him look better than he used to look yes of course but this wasn't about actually seeing ed sullivan it was specifically about the dad being on air. I know. Plus, yeah, if yeah. you remember, Ed Sullivan wasn't technically there. They said they were going to oh, right. switch and film yeah. from there. What they wasn't that? Live. I, I I took that to be a narrative uh, conceit. Like it was just like they didn't want to even have to try and show Ed Sullivan, so they just made it so that they wouldn't have to. I think it's <laughs> just because the town. Why would Ed Sullivan go all the way to? Why would Conrad Birdie go? Apple, there? whatever. Apple, Apple Valley. Whatever. Apple, um, apple bottom jeans, Nevada. <laughs> I think it was Iowa, but sure. Yeah, same thing. You just replace, uh, you just replace uh, dirt with corn. That's that's how you get from Nevada. You to replace Iowa. bodies with corn. Know what I'm saying? Oh, Nevada full of bodies. That desert. Okay. <laughs> I, I got you really... <laughs> Here's the thing. By the time it took me to get there, it wasn't worth it. Yeah. If, if I had gotten it immediately, it would have been funny. Okay. But because okay. of the time it took, it, the joke had expired. It was past its expiration date. Yeah. That's a shame when that happens. Um, you got a bunch of jokes in your like fridge. Bodies past their expiration date. Uh, okay. That was good. I like that one. Wow. Okay. Um, wow. <laughs> uh, do we have anything more to say about Bye Bye Birdie? I would just say <laughs> I've got two thoughts that I want to bring up okay. before that I think the music is really fun mm-hmm. and although the racist casting of Vanessa Williams I think Vanessa Williams is incredible and all in all when you look at musicals and you have to I guess love musicals from the jump I, I like musicals this is a rough one though and you look at the history of where this musical is from I I love it it's one of my favorites it definitely had a lot more issues now that I'm an adult where I was like, oh, shit, they're smoking weed. And, oh, they're going to go have sex in the ice house. Like, those are things I just didn't understand sure. when I was a kid. And I'm like, oh, they're going to hang out at this place. Like, oh, all these parents are upset. Their kids are missing. But nobody notices that they're just fucking dancing down the street or yeah. that they're going to try and rape him at one point. Like, it's all just fun and songs. So, you know, <laughs> maybe it doesn't age well, but it's a great musical. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the two things I just wanted to say are, y'all, do yourselves a favor and do what I just did, which is look up who played Elvis and walk the line, and just have a good laugh of how he looks truly nothing like Elvis. Yeah. His name is Tyler Hilton. I'm going to show a picture to the room right now. Oh, yeah. no. That is your fake Elvis. Yeah. Uh, look him up at home. Uh, the other thing I wanted, I just wanted to flash back to one of my favorite me being dumb moments on a previous podcast of ours. Whoa. This, is, this movie reminded me because of George Went. Flashing all the way back to a little podcast we did called Shut Up Leonard. Okay. Where someone mentions to going to see Chicago with George Went. And what they meant was seeing Chicago, seeing George Went perform in the play Chicago. Yeah. But what I took that to mean was going to see the band Chicago with George Went as your <laughs> date. <laughs> 
I think George Went could sing a mean cellophane man. I'm assuming that's he's the. That's probably yeah. yeah he's the husband. Yeah. <laughs> I, I also think he'd be great to go to a, a concert with in oh, Chicago. Sure. Yeah. I do have to point out. I did see Jason Alexander in the producers. I yeah. At the Pantages when I I want to say what 2005 or something. Wh- which of the two did he play? He played. He. Ooh. He plays Nathan Lane's character. Oh, okay, okay. Okay, so is that Gimato's character or is that Zero Mistel's character? Because I've only seen the original That's producers. Zero... He's the producer. He plays the actual... Well, yeah, there's two... There's two... Main producer, not the accountant producer. Well, the accountant oh, so is then Leo he's... Bloom. The, account, the accountant is Gene Wilder. Yes. yes. Not and the Leo Bloom. The actual producer is, is uh, Zero Mistel. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> we're th- used we're to work, three deep. They used Nathan to at Lane. least keep it to a system where one would be fat and one wouldn't, and that yes. was easy to remember. He plays the fat one. Okay, good. Nathan Lane and Matthew Broderick. Is the orig- is the movie version? Yes. Okay. And then Jason Alexander plays Nathan Lane's character. Okay. And he was flawless. Yeah. Was so I mean, this was two thousand five. So I guess it I could it. be different now. But he is still just as talented as he is in this like nineteen nineties version, which again you wouldn't assume if you only know him from Seinfeld. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or Dunstan checks in really. <laughs> or frankly. anything else. <laughs> frankly. And that brings us back to the minute. Yeah. Uh. So Dunstan does his thinking pose. Wait. Uh, can I say can I say something again? Yes. Sure. This is this is an historic moment in Dunstan Checksman, and that this is the first time I've ever said this twice in a row. Oh, bringing out my old catchphrase from the Super Mario Brothers oh, minute. Shit. Here it comes. You ready? I'm so ready. This was a good minute. <laughs> <laughs> this is rare. This is truly rare. And the fact that it happened twice in a row. It, I it's happened twice in a row. It happened the last episode. It's happening this episode. I think I think it's only happened three times this entire podcast. Yeah. I think you're just bonded with Ready Set Geek, and, and that's every time you have a Ready Set Geek host on. So you're gonna love <laughs> oh, JPG's minute. That's true. I, I hope so. Uh, all right. So he's Mr. Grant says you can sleep with me tonight if you're still scared. This is where Dunstan gets into bed with Mr. Grant. Right. Dunstan looks so cute cuddling with Mr. Grant. But it is adorable. This is where I, I want to question, was was Dunstan looking to get into bed, Mr. Grant, or was he looking for more food? I think you might be right. I think maybe he was looking for more food, and then he saw a cuddle opportunity and was like, you know what? I would like a cuddle. I think that's believable. Just look at his little face Yeah. when he cuddles with Mr. Grant. We've got the so minute adorable. playing on a loop in the background. Right, and maybe that's why he does the thinking face is he's trying to consider like, yeah. oh, he didn't give me food, but look at that warm space. Uh-huh. Yeah. I uh-huh. need little spoon. And I'm certain, mm-hmm. yeah, he he sleeps in a box when he's with uh, Lord Rutledge. He sleeps in a suitcase, a, yeah. a trunk. Yeah. yeah. That's so sad. So this yeah, is, is this sad. will be the best night of sleep that Dunstan's had in a long time. Yeah. Do you think orangutans like beds? Human beds? Yes. Okay. Because they're fluffy. <laughs> I'm going to say no. No. Interesting. I think they're looking for like, don't, don't, in the wild, don't they sleep in like a bundle of hay? Well, yeah, but a bundle of hay. they didn't know. Famous, famous jungle object, a bundle of hay. <laughs> Those naturally occur in jungles, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay, great. Cool. Um, Excuse me. I think if beds naturally occurred in jungles, that's where they would sleep. I guess, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm more inclined to agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so then th- there's a moment where uh, clearly a whiff of uh, Dunstan's breath yes. catches on Mr. Grant's nose. He says, did you brush your teeth? Yeah. Dunstan moves his head. It's like he knew. Yeah. He went, oh. He didn't want to get busted. Yeah, he's, he's like, I don't want to give up, give up this spot. Yeah. Uh, and so then uh, uh, Mr. Grant cuddles him. Yeah. Full on puts his arm Full around him. Cuddles, yeah. Rubs on the fur of the of the orangutan. And then he says, "Are you wearing your flannels?" 
now. Yeah, I want to ask the room. Do you think you would ever confuse orangutan fur for flannel? Now, for granted, I've never thick felt fur. I've never felt orangutan fur. I've not either, but I would assume that it is different from flannel. Yeah. However, I talk in my sleep, so I'm going to have to defend Jason Alexander on this one <laughs> and say that you know, if your imagination That's and true. half dream, half awake. That's true. Because look, he wouldn't yeah, have really... that his chin touching his chin is his son's <clears throat> either. But when you're half asleep and your brain is just connecting dots for you. Yeah, that makes sense. I guess. But okay, now this raises, <laughs> I think, a second question just as important. Would flannels be better if they were furry? No, because they'd be harder to wash. They'd be, they'd be better the first time you wear them and then not after that. Touche. That's interesting. How do you wash a fuzzy thing? You I don't own to, any fuzzy items. You have to wash it, and then you have to hang dry it, and mm. then you have to hope that you didn't somehow ruin it with the other things that you wash it with, yeah. or by putting it on the wrong cycle. Not yeah. that I fuck up our laundry all the time. <laughs> Shouldn't just those things be dry cleaned? You Only if they say dry clean only. But yeah. then you have to decide if the like price of dry cleaning is really well, worth the Well, then you also have to figure out yeah. if the dry cleaning place is eco-friendly or whatever. Yeah. That's, also, I always, that concerns me. Say a flannel made of... You're just talking about a fur. Like there fur people wear fur as they No, but a fur it would be a flannel but with fur. But how is that different from just like a, a I mean I guess a, a fur like a fur coat is thicker. Yeah. These would be fur pants. Yes. <laughs> fur pants. Well, I don't know. I don't know what it's called off the top of my head, but I and this is maybe this is a flash forward to our next episode. Okay. But think about what the character Boots wears in the film A Simple Wish. Yes. I think that's essentially what you're describing. That is what I'm describing, but for sleeping. Okay. Well, I'm sorry, Alex. We're going to have to save that for our next episode <laughs> with Kayla. <laughs> oh, I was so invested. <laughs> uh, all right. So then we, we kind of fade to black. We, we come up. There's an alarm. It's at 630 in the morning. We can see on the clock. I feel like it's always a sign of trouble. As much as I said this was a good minute. Whenever something fades to black and then fades back in on the same scene, it, it feels like they should have done something else. Do you know what I mean? Oh, what, like what what could they have done? Like a star wipe? I know you're a big fan of Star Wars, so or they do the star wipes all the time. Star wipe. Yeah, star wipe. <laughs> no, hold on. Point of order, first of all. As a Star Wars lover, we were sitting next to my, my Star Wars wall. Mm-hmm. I'm a known lover of the franchise. Yeah. They do do a lot of silly wipes, especially in the original trilogy. They never did a star wipe in Star Wars. Okay, second point of order. I just call all wipes star wipes. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's just what I call them. No, I'm saying they should have just cut to a different... They should have faded to black and then cut to a different scene. Because when you fade to black and then come up on the same scene, it just feels weird. That is a little It just odd. feels like an Ill- inelegant way of showing time passing. I think hmm. they should have done where you just scan up and it's like the the head of the bed and then you scan back down and the sun yeah. is suddenly I, I like that I better too. I always love those where yeah. it's mm-hmm. like, oh, look, we, we changed your eyes and time has suddenly huh. shifted and we're back. Yeah. We'll, we'll, I, I'll we'll send it. some notes to Ken Quapas. I think this also, I think this would be, I think this would be a sillier way to do it, but sure. I think would still be better is if they did like a time lapse even. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Oh, then both in bed a, rolling back and forth. They'd have to do a fake time lapse because Jason Alexander cannot cuddle an orangutan for eight hours. But yeah. I don't see why not. There are ways to fake time lapses. It's been done. <laughs> Uh, so 6.30 alarm. Uh, uh, this to me seems almost too late for the manager of the hotel to be waking up. 6.30? Yeah. I, don't, I disagree. I, I would think they'd be up at 5.30. I don't think the manager has to be there for the opening. I think that's like, a, I think that's, I mean, maybe this goes to me being a communist and hating bosses and managers. Sure, sure. But, but I don't I don't think they're on the front lines doing the hardest job. I I, 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 I But I, I almost think because he knows there's the concern of someone testing the the grounds 
for the six star. Oh, sure. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, maybe during this time he would be getting it. He should be waking up a little Also, there was a robbery yesterday. Yeah, this is true. (laughs) Like seven hours before this. I feel like, though, what was he really going to do? Because you can't check in until like 11, or you can't check out until like 10 or 11, and you can't check in until 2 or 3. There's guest services for the guests that are important. Right, but if if you're the manager and you're really focused on that, that crossover. Right, then 6.30 isn't your key moment unless That's you're true. worried about the breakfast rush. Get, yeah. yeah, well, we, the movie begins with the breakfast. The breakfast is very important. Well, here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cite something that I know you'll understand, Andrew. Okay. Do you believe Lorelai Gilmore, manager of the Independence Inn and later Dragonfly Inn, gets up earlier than 6.30? Follow-up question. Do you believe she's a bad manager, which seems to be what you're implying? <laughs> oh, <Now>, shit. <laughs> I will take these points one at a time okay. and attempt to dissect them. <laughs> The later episodes when she owns, along with Suki... The dragonfly. The yeah. dragonfly. Yeah. I believe then she does wake up earlier. Bullshit. Not 5.30, though. There was a whole uh, like sequence where she was mad because Suki couldn't get up and go like pick up her oven or whatever. There was a whole sequence where she yells at Rory for waking her up at 7. Was that when she was just opening the dragonfly? No, that was when that was when she was still managing the independence. Yeah, see, independence. I is, think she checked out of that one, <laughs> and then it caught on fire, so it was fine. <laughs> <laughs> so it was fine. Yeah. Um, I think uh, she. I look here. We go. Did you ever watch Gilmore Girls? Alex? I did. Okay. I think Lorelai <laughs> could be a bad manager because <gasps> first of all, she keeps Michelle employed. Who is perhaps... Michelle is canonically a bad concierge. <laughs> yes. He's a terrible concierge. <laughs> he's awful. He, yeah. He's consistently lying or trying to get out of helping people. That's true. And then at one point, his lies lead to Taylor's shoes getting eaten by his own dogs that he's not supposed to bring there. His chow chows. Chow chow and, uh-huh. and pom pom? Well, chow chow is the breed. Oh, okay. Wasn't, I thought chow... What was the name of the dogs? Papa. Papa. Is one of them. I forget what the other one's called. I thought the other really one was called chow chow. I think the other one's called Truman. <laughs> That's a real deep cut. That's Gilmore a deep cut. I reference. love it so fucking much. Why do you think his name was Truman? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I thought his name was Truman. <laughs> We're just gonna do deep cut Gilmore Girls references. It's just what this podcast is gonna be from now on. But I yeah, I, prepare for this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I th- I think she might be a bad manager. <laughs> wow. I mean, I have to agree. I don't think she's great, but I also don't think she needs to be there in the morning because Suki, who also owns the place, has it covered she's in charge of the breakfast rush that's right? true that's the only real thing you have to worry about in the morning right, right. so if mm-hmm. she's up and ready to go she's or handling... has whatever her sous chef right. ready to she's go handling yeah. the Caesar. customers that we don't really need lorelei until the later shift that's true yeah i agree all right um we should you know we should have casey on as a guest again and ask her these questions because she was the night manager of a hotel she was tobin <laughs> she was tobin oh my god yeah. Uh, all right, so Mr. Grant rolls over to turn off his alarm. Yeah. This gives Dunstan the moment to leave. Yes. And he ta- he considers the moment. Yeah. He really does. And then he gets he gets out of there. I love how much thought you guys put into what Dunstan does. <laughs> like, I would just be like, oh, he moved, he got cold, he left. Alex, like, we're, we're doing a podcast where we analyze this minute, movie minute by minute. We have to. We, we've also if decided. If we don't, we'll die. <laughs> we've decided that Dunstan has some kind of orangutan magic as well. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no question. We also, okay, we also, question we have also that. decided that his, his intelligence is both sub and uh, more intelligent than humans. He is both more intelligent than humans and still less intelligent than humans. Depending on the human? Depending, well, no, depending mm. on the depending on the need, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then Nutson leaves, and then Mr. Grant rolls back over. Yeah. No one's there. 
he was like, oh, I guess Kyle left. Yeah. That's the end of the minute. Woohoo. That's where it is. Isn't now, that Kyle's crazy? from something. Yes, he's the child from the Santa Claus. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's all he needed. Yeah. That's all he needed. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> Usually it's it's a process where I say they're from something and then JPG guesses all these movies that I haven't seen. Yep. And then we have to find some really deep dive on IMDB for me to be like, Oh, he's this. But you did it. So that's quickly. what that's typically how it goes with me and Casey. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh all right, so I think that wraps up the minute. Uh, Alex, wh- wh- where can we find you online? What else do you do out there? Oh, yes. Uh, <laughs> I am. I do things. I am the host of Ready, Set, Geek. So you can find that at Ready, Set, Geek podcast on Instagram and Facebook. And then I'm also the co-host of Diverse Geeks in Focus. Uh, Ready, Set, Geek is your starting line to geek culture, introductory, all that fun jazz. And Diverse Geeks in Focus, we actually dive into your personal life or the personal life of whoever our guest is. And then connected to something geeky. I, you were both on Ready, Set, Geek. Yes. So if you guys like Emily and Andrew, you can come hear them learn things and try to not get mad at Cole. Oh, shoot. I forgot I, your Bulbasaur. Oh, my gosh. Poop. I have a Bulbasaur for you. Wow. Thank you. <laughs> I'm excited. You can't have it, but I can send you a picture. Oh, my God. <laughs> and Emily was also on our first episode of Diverse Geeks in Focus. That's true. That was a good time. It was all the fun. <laughs> Uh, and then you can find uh, my other podcasts. Uh, I do I do one called Nothing New, a remake podcast, which is every month Justin Kieslin and I talk about uh, remakes. Uh, go go check that out. We just did um, The Hustle, which was a remake of Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, which is a musical. You, you know, uh, well they made it into a musical <laughs> later on. Uh, we considered uh, talking about the musical for the Patreon, but then we discovered there was an earlier version. Dirty Rotten Scoundrels is based on a film called Bedtime Story, starring Marlon Brando and David Niven. That's a pair. That's an odd pairing in a movie. Odd pairing. I can see it. Uh, it's good. <laughs> uh, so I mean, isn't part of the hook, it's like an American and a British person? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that makes sense to me. I, when I think of an American of that era, I think of Marlon Brando. When I think of a Brit of that era, I think of David Niven. At, at the, that makes I, sense to me. You know, this is getting a little into that territory, but at the time, it was poorly rated but now looking back i think you can see marlon brando is like really good in it like it's so it's crazy uh and then i also do another show called it's on my list it's on my list pod.com uh, every month uh, me and, and a couple of others get together and we talk about movies that people say are on their list and we decide if they should remain on the list and then we also watch them to get them off of our list which if you're anything like me is probably a good podcast for you to listen to because i've seen nothing mm-hmm. uh we we had emily on recently it's true i talked about the dark crystal yeah oh i haven't seen that i hadn't either you're fine. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Spoilers That's for the end of that episode. Pre- preview. Spoilers. We get into it pretty quick, I say, but yeah, go, go listen to that to hear the full in-depth conversation on that one. Uh, and then you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Podcaster Andrew. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Very Cool Emily. Uh, coming soon, it's not out yet, but coming soon, I will have another podcast called Go Go Godzilla uh, with one Justin Keys on from Nothing New. Uh, and Vic Perfecto. Uh, we're going to talk about the, the history of the Godzilla franchise. We're going to dive deep on each movie. It's going to be a lot of fun. I hope you all check that out. Um, what else do I say? Uh, you can find us on the show I'm on Twitter. I'm embarrassed because 
her shows are like professional where people have shit written down for their plugs. Oh, yeah. But and you I, could see when I don't have the script in front of me how much I flub through it. Yeah. Because <laughs> when it's in front of me, I'm like, oh, we're all at this part of the Geek Say What Network <laughs> and our sister episodes. You can catch Ready, Set, Geek, Diverse Geeks of Focus, Geek KO, Geek Offensive, Saturday Night Geek, and Pencil Night Geeks. Now, that was all off the top of the dome there. That was pretty good. <laughs> we're on iTunes, Google Play. Soon to be dead Spotify, iTunes. SoundCloud. Yeah, I just heard about oh, that. Yeah. I couldn't yeah. believe that. They're taking it down. Although uh, JPG said there's still the podcast app. And yeah. Yes. So I think it's just. That's why we have to call it Apple Podcasts now. Yeah. Why. Please oh. give us a five star review on Speaking Apple Podcasts. Of Apple Podcasts. And leave us a review. Yes. Rate, comment, and subscribe. Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Good do you, lord. Do you, listen. Do you have a thing, or do you want me to do a thing? You usually do a thing, but I can come up with one. It seemed like you had one locked and loaded. Okay. Here's what I want you to do. Yep. I want you to. I have nothing locked and loaded. Go to Apple Podcasts. Go to Apple Podcasts. Yes. Search Dunstan Checks Men. Do that. Find us. Find Five us. stars. Five stars. Yeah. All the stars. And, and then here's what you write in the text of the review. I, I want you to write in the text of the review what is the name of your favorite dog? Have we done that one before? No, but also that's it. That they're just going to write the name I of their favorite like dog. I would like you to write in the review Alex was the best guest you've ever had. Bring her on more often. Get rid of Cole. Oh. Okay, I'm fine with that. That yes. works for me. Get rid of Cole. He's, he was on once, <laughs> but get rid of him. Yeah, we get need to delete the old episode that Cole was on. We'll just re-record that one with you, Alex. And I appreciate then, that. Yeah, that'll. but we have to keep the same movie and everything, so no I mean, did no you at least yell at him for the Godzilla and the... Oh, we yelled at him for many things. Okay. I don't know if we did that, if we yelled at him for that on air, or if we... We definitely yelled at him that night. Off air. <laughs> don't get me wrong. I can't remember if it happened on air or not. For his his favorite Godzilla being 1998. And then when I asked him if he'd ever seen the, any of the Japanese movies, he said, no, that's... He said, quote, no, that's not Godzilla. Oh, God! Okay, let me just leave that. Uh, go to Twitter at Dunstan. No, that's our Instagram. You go to Twitter at Dunstan. Yeah. Sweet at Dunstan. Say, tweet. hey, what's up? What have you been up to since the movie? On Twitter, we are at Majestic Hotel and Why. On that's Instagram, right. we're Dunstan Checks Men. Uh, our email, Dunstan Checks Men at gmail.com. Uh, we have a YouTube channel where I mash up the minute with the trailer for the movie that was chosen. Thanks for this one, I guess. Uh, that's going to be a real something. Uh, and then, uh, you know, to, uh, all the other stuff. Well, this is usually where you say leave a review. So I guess we're done. Bye. We're checking out. Oh, next week we're doing. Uh, oh, sh- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> next week, as you said earlier, that was a good time. We should have said it then. Yeah. Our guest for next week has chosen a, a simple wish. Yes. Which is a, a film starring Martin Short, in case you're having trouble finding it. Oh, and, uh, and if you want to go watch the 95 Bye Bye Birdie, it's on YouTube for free. Well, it's on it's IMDb, on literally just on IMDb. Is it really? Yeah, they have some new thing called IMDb Free Dive. Oh. And it's like they just have some stuff for free with one commercial. Magic. See, I've now discovered that our sound engineer has all these old DVDs that I didn't know. <laughs> like, he has a whole collection. Oh, wow. So he has all the musicals up to, like, the 2000s. Whoa. And he has all the Godzillas, which is how I'm watching oh, nice. my Mecha Godzilla. Godzilla versus Mecha Godzilla 2. That. So it's like, oh, and he had the Star Wars one. Wow. It's a whole collection. Wow. All right, until next week for chicken. Is it? Yeah. Justin Kizan picked it. It's a good pick. It's his fault. It's a it's a good pick. <laughs> I will wait to decide if it's a good pick, depending on if the baby lives. <laughs> I, I cannot say anything to you. You can't tell me anything. I'm 30 minutes away, but I'm telling you now that will decide everything. Baby lives. I'm happy. Baby dies. Shit's going to get real. <laughs> Until next week, we're checking out. <laughs>
Hello, this is Brendan Creasy, and I'm the host of Radio Brendo Man, a podcast on the Benvy Network. I'll be interviewing a new guest each episode on the show. We'll be talking about creating things, all things geek culture, movies, TV, and all kinds of other stuff. If that sounds cool, check out Radio Brendo Man at radiobrendo.com, benvynetwork.com, or in your podcast app. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.